I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. Today we have a very special episode. It's the third in our series of the talk that I gave at Soho House, where I'm talking about the ten habits for 2020. What are the habits that I want you to inculcate this year and for the decade coming up? See, what happened was the last decade was all about gratitude. We had that word thrown around so much. You know, we all know about what gratitude is supposed to mean. I'm thankful for this. I can feel gratitude towards uh, the sun, the moon, the stars, the parents, the child. And it is true. The power of gratitude is unfathomable, right? It gives us energy. It takes our stress away. And whenever you're in fear, gratitude actually bolsters us. And fear and gratitude cannot exist in the mind at the same time. But the problem is that gratitude became so overused. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag gratitude. Hashtag this. Hashtag that. And the point is that it is so easy to use gratitude when things are going right. It is so easy to use gratitude when things are going the way you want them to go. The problem is, can you be grateful when things are going badly for you? And that's what I want you to master this year. That's what I want you to master for this decade. What if we could be in a state of gratitude when someone comes late? Can you be grateful for the time gifted to you, or your boss or your client is shouting at you? Can you be grateful for the fact that he actually cares enough to spend time shouting at you? Because how many times have we lost clients or bosses or friends because they just ghosted us? They didn't even bother to tell us what they were feeling. There's a sense of gratitude that you can get from that. What about grateful for this very moment? Grateful for each breath that we can take. Imagine if we are constantly living in this state of gratitude. Now, it's very easy to write down three things that I'm grateful for each morning. That's the first step. You have to do it. It's important. But I want you to think about the goal. Where is this gratitude process heading? And it's heading to what I call radical gratitude. Being grateful for things that aren't going your way, being grateful for the times when shit hits the fan. So what I want you to do is, as a habit, and this is habit number seven in our scheme of things, when something's not going your way, pause and see: Can you be grateful for it right now? Can you be grateful in this moment for what is going on? Like. While I am recording this right now, there's construction work happening outside the studio, and there's always a thunk, 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 thunk that happens every thirty seconds. Now I can be irritated by it, but my irritation is not going to make that guy stop. Or I can be grateful and say, "Okay, maybe I can practice the next line while this person is doing the thunk, 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 thunk work." What I've done is I've rewired my brain in the way that it is viewing this and using it as an opportunity. Instead of as something to be sulking about and grumping about, so identify ways in which you can make something bad into something good using the power of radical gratitude. The next habit is what I call deep conversation. This is habit number eight. See, the last decade was characterized by small talk, instant messaging, Twitter-style communication. We met hundreds of people, but how many did we actually get to know? We got to know very few, and you know when you think about it, we feel tired meeting people because it's the same 
polite rubbish conversation oh what's happening with the weather what's happening with the politics what is it that you do oh i do this oh what is it that you do it is futile it is frivolous conversation that drains us i'm sure you know people who say you know i really don't want to go out because i don't feel like having polite conversation with people i just don't feel like doing this today and i'm sure you felt the same but the truth is that we only feel tired of meeting people because we are having lousy conversation deep meaningful conversation energizes us polite useless conversation drains us so how do we move into a sense of deep conversation when we meet someone for the first time when i spoke about this at the event at soho house i was looking at a sea of shocked faces because they like when you meet someone for the first time how do you possibly have a deep conversation and what would you do so here are two three techniques that i use and maybe there are some things that you can use as well so typically when you ask somebody oh what is it that you do they say i work and so and so so and so job very quickly i'll get to the point of saying you know that's very interesting but like how did you choose that like what about you as a person loves to do that job and then they have to think about it and they're like you know probably it was because my grandmother used to talk to me about this this and this and that's how it started seeding in my mind and then you've just taken that conversation to another depth because now you're not talking about what he does and what his clients are like but you're actually talking about how his childhood was and you can then take that conversation from his grandmother further and it is a beautiful journey where you're actually understanding a person instead of just understanding you know what he's doing right now in polite conversation the next is imagine asking somebody maybe not as your first three questions when you meet them but maybe a little later on in the conversation in the first 5 minutes is this what you'd imagined yourself doing as a kid i love this because imagine i'm talking to a business consultant and i say is this what you wanted to do as a kid and they immediately change and they're like oh shit no my inner child wanted to be a pilot this is nowhere close to what i wanted to do and then we start talking about being a pilot and why you wanted to be a pilot in the dreams of flying and you've taken this conversation deep again it's not frivolous anymore it's exciting and it's energizing and the last question i really like asking is what did you do last year that you're most proud of so now you've completely taken it away from the usual conversation and the person can say oh i won this award and then you can talk about that or you can talk about how he just had a child and you can talk about that so it's very interesting to see where that conversation could lead and half the time when you have a deep conversation is the mystery of it all right you're just curious about i don't know where this conversation is going and that is what empowers us and that's what energizes us so the habit is take things deep within 5 minutes of meeting someone new so imagine you meet someone new at a cocktail party how can you take something deep within 5 minutes of meeting that person and you will see magic because you will start creating relationships so easily and so strongly then you will actually look forward to stepping out so that you get an opportunity to meet new people our ninth habit is what i call searching to giving see the last decade was characterized by dopamine fueled lives and dopamine as i've spoken before on this podcast is the searching hormone or the pleasure hormone we're constantly searching for that that next thrill the thrill of the hunt of money or validation or sex or social media or material things like buying things so every time we think about these things it's dopamine that's being used and it's fueling our life forward but 
there's an important distinction between dopamine and happiness. Happiness, on the other hand, comes from giving a separate hormone called serotonin. So, for example, cooking a meal for someone, doing things without expecting anything in return, those are things that actually make you happy and not give you pleasure. So, the idea is, imagine if in 2020, you kept asking yourself is, am I doing this because it's going to give me temporary pleasure? Or am I doing this because it's going to give me happiness? And the word is important. It is temporary pleasure. When you get a new car, how many days are you excited for? A week, a month, two months, three months? After that, it fades away. Imagine if you cooked a meal for somebody. That happiness or that connection that you created for that person lasts way longer. And that's the point that I'm trying to make here. What we're doing is we have to create a serotonin or happiness-fueled life instead of a dopamine-fueled life. So what I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself, what can I start doing for others? Make 2020 about doing things for others. Get into the habit of asking yourself, who can I help today? What can I do for someone today? Simple habit, but it's actually very difficult when you start because you're like, who do I do something for? Is it something grand that I have to do? No, do something small, do something simple, but do something for someone else today. And that's a way of getting out of this whole cycle of searching and start giving. And finally, our 10th habit is the one that most people find impossible. And every time I talk to them, they say, meditation, meditation is impossible. I've never been able to meditate. So let's change that around. Last decade was all about you saying that you cannot meditate, you do not believe in meditation. Make 2020 about understanding how to meditate instead. The problem is that we've been lied to, saying that we can jump directly into meditation. Meditation is the cure-all. It can make you calm, peaceful, make you levitate. Meditation is the absence of thoughts. And these are all lies, because none of this is true. The point is that there are stages to reach meditation. The first stage, for example, is simple introspection. Why was prayer something that was so popular and captured the human imagination in the form of religions? Because what prayer did was it allowed you to introspect. It triggered thoughts in your mind that you would think about. Introspection is critical. The next is contemplation. So introspection, we have prayer, we have contemplation. We have being alone with our thoughts and allowing ourselves to think allowing ourselves to feel and allowing ourselves to listen without judgment. Half the time, we cannot sit by ourselves because we are too scared of the thoughts running through our head. So imagine if we just sit down and instead of hushing those thoughts aside, instead of saying shh to those thoughts, you actually just listened. Listened without reacting. The problem is we react. We get upset. We get angry. We get fidgety. I just want you to listen. Imagine someone's talking to you and you're just listening. No reaction. That is the first step. It's what I call introspection. The second step is mindfulness. Allowing all the senses to awaken and receive without a response. So the first was just your thinking, not responding to your thinking. The second is, can you smell something and not judge it? Can you hear something and not judge it? Can you feel something and not judge it? Imagine if you're sitting down in this mindfulness state and your leg falls asleep, right? Instead of constantly getting up and moving it and rubbing it, imagine if you just let yourself be 
and felt it without judging it, saying it's good or bad. That is what I call the state of mindfulness. Now, once you've got these two, once you've got the hang of these two, that is when you start exploring meditation. Because meditation is all about energies, chakras, spiritual stuff. Now, you cannot possibly think about that if you haven't got these steps of introspection, mindfulness in place. So, the last habit is all about moving towards meditation. So, as a habit, what I want you to do is I want you to set a timer for five minutes. Sit in one place, put your phone aside far away and observe your thoughts that come. Don't judge them. Just allow them to flow. Once five minutes starts getting easier, push it up. Six minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes. See how long you can sit blissfully without judging. And then you will see that maybe I can take it to the next level. And stuff that seemed impossible, like meditation, could possibly become very, very, very possible. And it should, because meditation is great. It is something that we should be doing. So this is the tenth habit, moving towards meditation. We discussed four habits in this episode. The first one was, when something is not going your way, pause and see if you can be grateful for that thing not going your way, which is what I call radical gratitude. The second one is having deep conversations with people. Can you take things deep within five minutes of meeting somebody new? The third was searching to giving. So instead of constantly looking out for that next thrill, that next dopamine rush, instead we start giving away our energy, giving away our things, doing things for others. So ask yourself, what can I do for someone else? And finally, the most important one is moving towards meditation. So set a timer for five minutes, sit down and just observe your thoughts without judging them. These are the 10 habits that I think are essential for us in 2020. Start working on these. Not all 10 might appeal to you. Maybe three appeal to you. Take those three and upnow them. Use them. Make them yours. Because ultimately, we are the habits that we create. Our lives are nothing but all our habits strung together. And if you want an awesome life, you have to string awesome habits together. Thank you. So start these habits and share with us your progress using the hashtag TheHabitCoach. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A-W-E-S-O-M-E-180. That's Awesome180. Hey, hey, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On All Things Policy, Ananya Desai and Rohan Pai discuss recurrent bans on fireworks during festive seasons in India and discuss possible solutions to tackle India's air pollution problem. On the Habit Coach podcast, Ashton Doctor welcomes Sahil Mehta, an esteemed mountaineer and author of the book Break Free. Sahil shares a transformative experience which became the catalyst for embracing discipline and fulfillment. The episode explores the profound impact of vulnerability on personal growth. Folks, if you like our shows, do spread the word. Tell your friends and don't forget to rate and review them wherever you're listening to them. 
follow us on social media we are ivm podcasts on twitter facebook instagram and linkedin you'll also find all our shows on youtube at youtube.com/ivmpodcasts and finally we would like to thank our sponsors this week omdr network india abbot idfc first bank and save life foundation thank you for making this possible